about to start so pop those headphones in and let Sophia style radio to keep you company. For show notes, updates and free resources, be sure to join our email community. Here is how. Simply email our studio on hello at sophiaandi.co.uk or find us on Facebook pages Search for Sophia Style Radio. Original female artists only on Sophia Style Radio. She's the child that you betrayed. When you denied the choice she made She refused to hear You tried to shut it down You refused to feel You chose to cut it's great to have you with us my first guest is a lady behind all of our positive short rhymes i want you to meet kelly the poet well today i have a super positive inspiring and just simply to get you thinking guest uh, kelly welcome to the show uh, and thank Hello. you for being here. <laughs> I would me. <laughs> oh, pleasure, pleasure. And I would absolutely like to find out a little bit more about the inspiration behind your book of positivity and just all the positive work that you do. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so basically, I'm a mother of two. Um, we live in Wales after moving here six, uh, six years ago now from Essex. Well, how it all came about, how it all started was that I, my son was born 10 weeks early and I had to come out of my career, which was in wildlife education. 
and I was working towards doing documentary production. I'd love to have been on like BBC and do document. Well, I'd love documentaries. Um, but my son was born unexpectedly and unexpectedly early. He had a number of health conditions. He had meningitis, a bleeding brain. He had sepsis, a hole in his heart. And he was very, very poorly. So I had to give up everything that I trained for for years. I had to just stop doing what I was doing and focus on him because he needed me there 24-7. And then when he was 18 months old, he was gradually coming out of all of his care and he was only going to hospital once every few months and he was getting on really, really well. And for some reason, we decided to up and leave to Wales. <laughs> just me and my husband and our son. At the time, we needed me to be home and it was quite financially difficult to stay in Essex. <laughs> I wouldn't advise anyone to move 200 miles away from family, especially if you've got a child that needs quite a bit of hospital care. Um, but we did. And then 18 months later, my daughter was born and she suffers, well, she suffered with something called RAS, um, which means she had a lot of seizures. She'd have up to eight seizures a day. So my husband was working 50 hours a week. I was taking care of my daughter who was having quite a few seizures. My son, who has now gone through diagnosis of ASD, SPD, he's got a number of complex conditions. We didn't have any family around, and this took a huge effect on my mental health. I was struggling to, I mean, I would cope, I'd get through as, as others do. We just keep going and going and going. I was trying to find things at home that I could do where I could earn money because I didn't want to just. That sounds terrible, but I didn't want to just be a mother. I, I knew I could do something more. I wanted to do something more. And it was mainly for myself as well. I knew that if I just stayed home, cooked, cleaned, looked after the children, it wasn't enough for me. I had to keep going. It was at this point that my husband was like, you need to write down your feelings, write down what you're thinking. And for the previous two or three years, I've been trying to write children's books. I really wanted to help children be inspired to get outdoors and have the courage to do things they want to do. And that's something I've always wanted. I always wanted to help women and children mainly to know they can do whatever they dream of doing. They just need to have the courage inside to do it. It was at this point that I started to write little short poems. And my husband, he was so supportive, he was so good. He actually helped me a lot with my mental health as well. He encouraged me to share some of the poems on social media. And then at that point, everyone kept sharing them. And then people were saying they were helping them. And then three years have gone by and they're being shared all over. I've had celebrities work with me and use them. I've had um, people that struggle a lot with their mental health say how much it's helped them. And yes, yeah, so that's how I got to today. <laughs> wonderful, Kelly, wonderful. Thank you for sharing your story as well. And I, I must, I mean, that kind of says, you know, what inspires you and, you know, how you started. And I actually look forward to, to having those short poems popping up on our show and in our magazine, because I think, like you rightly said, it will help a lot of people as well. And tell us, I know that we mentioned it before, tell me a little bit more about uh, the books that you've done, the books of positivity. I think you've done two, is that right? Yeah, so I started doing books just over a year ago. I've done two books. I've got another one that's going to be coming out soon as well, but they're, they're just full of little short poems. They're just quick poems that you can read in your days. You just, if you're having a bit of a down day, you need a bit of a boost, or you're just struggling to just remove the fog and move forward, you can just pick it up and have a read. You can even like photograph one and so it's in your phone. So if you need it, it's there. Um, I also did a teen version um, because I know how much teens are struggling. I can't even begin to imagine how much they're struggling right now with everything. It's just a little boost to them. It's to make them see that social media isn't real life and what you see there isn't what is truly happening. And I write about how I write about body positivity and focusing on your own self-care even as a teen is so important wonderful I tell you what I think this will be a perfect time to maybe let's pick out a couple of your favorites I know you've got you know your positivity cards there next to you let's pick up maybe a couple um, okay. and read it out to people that would be a perfect example I've got three of my packs here um, my newest one is called be you and it's all about self-care and focusing on your mental health Okay, take yourself on a journey, a journey of emotion. Cry the tears you need, enough to fill an ocean. Shake off the pain, remove all the fear. Listen to a song that will make things clear. Feel blood rushing, pumping as it goes. You have got this, your energy shows. 
Believe in yourself, you'll make it through. Now it's time for the world to see you. So that one is just about, you need to let the emotions run. Don't try and keep them in thinking you can keep going. What I often do is, because my son, he's got such complex needs, sometimes I feel like I just need to leave the house and have some time on my own. And so I put my headphones on. I normally listen to some real upbeat music and I go to the park, but it's normally quite empty here. And I just put my headphones on and I scream and cry and just get all of my emotions out. And then you've got, you can see you've got enough energy in you to keep going. You just need to release the emotions. So that's what that, that's what that phone's about. Amazing. That's brilliant. Let's do, let's do another one, Kelly. Let's pick out another one. Okay. This is one that's, a lot of people liked and used though. Turn your face to the sun like the flower in the vase. Don't look to the dark, look up for the stars. So instead of looking for all the past and the dark and all the negative things around you, keep looking for the bright. That's what you need to look for the sun and the stars. Yeah, let's do another one. I love them. <laughs> okay, so this one's about Body positivity. I know that I struggle with body positivity, so I know many people do. Your body is beautiful. Your body is unique. Kind words are what you need to speak. Kind words are what you need to say when you talk about your body every day. Amazing. Love that. Uh, and like you said, you can have them, you know, save them on your phone and pull them up where you need them. Yes, yeah, stick them to your computer because I've got the card yeah. and the book. So with the cards, you can just even post them to people, put them in people's letterboxes if they're having a bad day and just things like that. I'm, I'm happy for people to screenshot them when they see them on my social media if they need it, anything to help other people feel more positive and feel that they can do it. I mean, how many times do we think, oh God, we just can't keep going, we can't keep doing this. And these give you a little boost in your day to know that you can do it. Definitely, definitely. And what do you do personally, say every day, you know, when you wake up and you're sort of planning your day ahead, what is it that you do maybe that to set you on that positive path of the day? What do you do? I do quite a bit of meditating and yoga now. And um, I try to give myself at least 10 minutes in the morning when I get up and I take deep breaths and I just release all the negative energy in me. And then I'll do some yoga stretches and things. And that just sets me up for a real good feeling for my day. I, I just love to feel like I've just released everything from the night because you build up attention in the night. You just need to release as well. And it just starts your day in a good way. I also read some of my poems if I'm feeling like I really, really need a boost. I'll get my poems out and have a read as well. Yeah, amazing, amazing, very good. And uh, please tell us, Kelly, what, and I know you've mentioned the future plans already with the, with the new book and everything, but tell us what's coming up um, and where we can find you as well. Okay, so the plan is that, as well as doing my positivity uh, poems, I'm also, I also want to focus on doing educational poems. I've got a background in wildlife education, um, and I want to create games that you can use in cars and things. So trying to keep children occupied on car journeys is a nightmare. And it's actually a game that I've been playing with my children for a few years. And it's basically going to be a guessing animal game using rhymes. So that will actually be the next pack of cards I bring out. But my ultimate goal within the next five years is that I want to get my packs into schools. I'd like to get them into other countries where people need the boost. I'd love to be able to go into schools in third world countries where they're struggling. I would just love to be able to go out there and help and do what I can and make everyone feel a bit more positive in the world and educate a bit more. And I've got a big crazy plans really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no such thing. Nothing wrong with planning <laughs> for the future. But uh, tell us, tell us where we can find you and how we can help. Okay, so you can find me if you go to www.kellythepoet.com. And from there, you can actually find all of my social media. But you can find me, if you put in Kelly the Poet on Facebook, on Instagram, you'll find me on there. And then if you go onto my website, you'll be able to click um, to my purchase my card packs and books from my Etsy shop as well. Great. So I can't really go without saying this. Kelly the Poet and you know it. There you go. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I've said it there we go I've got it off my chest <laughs> now <laughs> but no that's that's amazing thank you so much for joining me today um, thank you very much for having me <laughs> uh, absolute pleasure and then I know that we will have 
as I said, I want those short poems popping up throughout our shows. Uh, and yeah. we'll do it as often as we can and we um, you know, can share it with as many people as we can. So thank you very much and I look forward to hearing more. Thank you. <laughs> that was my chat with the lovely Kelly the Poet. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed that injection of positive rhymes from her as well. Now, it's time for a short break, but don't go anywhere. We still have plenty more to come. We have our interview with Sally and we'll be talking about finding that wise woman within. And we have another episode from Marie as well. So got plenty more. So don't go anywhere. Have you discovered our magazine yet? Our main focus are women and girls. We are full of content and we are hoping to inspire and empower mums nans, aunties and their girls. Find out more on all the W's sophiaandi.co.uk forward slash Sophia Style Magazine. you enjoyed that musical break and our next guest is Sally and she will teach us how to slow down, take a deep breath, listen to that inner voice 
and how we can discover that wise woman within. Well, my amazing guest today is Sally Ann Saint. And Sally, oh, you just made me giggle right from the word go because you are fully ready for me today. You've got your makeup on. You are dressed and ready for our audio for the radio. <laughs> I, I love that. You made me chuckle first thing. Oh, this is lovely. I know. <laughs> uh, Sally, only- I... I just wanted to kind of quickly introduce, but you will dive in and tell us a little bit in depth more all about you. But so you are a spiritual coach, you're a pub- published author, you're a blogger, you're an artist, you're clearly a woman of many talents. I love that. But you are also part of our Wise Woman Guide. And this is all about healing you to become a wise woman that you already are. So let's hear a little bit more about you and then we'll dive in a little bit deeper and talk about the wise woman guide and sort of the movement behind it so tell us about you sally yes thank you the whole the work that i bring to the world is a combination of my life experiences my own inner healing and it has grown with me i'm a healer energy worker that's where my base that's where i come from so as i work deeper with myself what i offer to the world changes so i went out with my art which was healing art and i'm still an artist it's still part of me but the the working deeper with this intuitive spiritual coaching i also offer card readings again empowering card readings but my passion is working with women uh, from my own upbringing i had to learn to dive and delve deep within to find the truth about me and with doing that it gave me the passion to work with other women we have been suppressed in so many ways i know we haven't had the extreme suppression like in the past of not being able to vote and all those you know not even being paid the same as men but there's this residual that has been still carrying on if you look at pop videos how are women dressed you know there is if you go on social media there's the perfect all these things are stepping us away from our truth and our truth is our imperfections and our humanness we're beautiful inside and so this whole combination of me working under the umbrella of wise woman guide is what i truly believe every single one of you has got a wise woman within you and your crises and your life experiences will be the one saying to you come back to me so whatever it is that makes you question how things are the status quo how you're living your life what you perceive about yourself the restrictions you have on yourself when you are questioned when something floors you that's when you're being encouraged to go inside and this is where the wise woman resides yeah and then, i mean we talked about that everyone has got wisdom inside now the inner voice is free of the pattern so we we have a pattern we were just talking earlier about when the sun's shining we get the washing on you know it's like a mum pattern that we go into that's an automatic response and even when i'm out walking if it starts if it looks like it's gonna rain oh my god i've got to get the washing in well those are just automatic responses but inside you've got this free voice and this free voice is connected to your heart your heart your heart doesn't have these patterns it has truth truth embedded and weaved inside it and with this truth you can find your own answers you can connect to it by putting your hand on your heart that's the start because then you're acknowledging there's something inside you that wants to speak that is free of patterns and programs and repetition then yeah so we our brains learn by repetitiveness we repeatedly repeatedly take on something our hearts just pounds with love pure love yeah so how can we let us hear that free voice that you're talking about how can we you know not drown it with our own patterns and routines the pause breathe like i've just said if you do it right now you can close your eyes Put your hand on your heart and your heart center. So this is where the center of your chest here. Breathe in and out. It's in that quiet moment. If you find that tough, go into nature, you know, just walk. But it's in those moments when you're slowing yourself down because you have to slow yourself down enough to acknowledge there's something going on inside. Otherwise, you're on autopilot and the external world is just catching up with you and you're going boom into the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and you're not listening. And like I've said, the times I have heard her is when I've been crashed. So it's a crisis, you know. Um, But in that moment, this voice came through and this voice said, you're going to do it. 
But I think, isn't it like almost, we talk about this, you know, especially women, I suppose. I mean, we're focusing on women's a bit, women a bit more, but it's getting to that almost like a breaking point, isn't it? And then you suddenly, unfortunately, so many get to that breaking point where enough is enough and you need to, you know, help yourself. Absolutely. But those breaking moments actually snap us out of our minds. And that's the whole point of them, because we're not going on autopilot. We're not getting up at six o'clock in the morning, having breakfast at 630. All those things are automatic. When something drops us out of that automatic, we're no longer in our minds. And that's when we can hear our hearts. And that's the whole point of these crises. Um, when my, I recently wrote a book about good grief, my mum's grief, my, my grieving after my mum passed. But in that grieving, in that moment when she passed, all the superficial dropped. Mm-hmm. They dropped and you're in that space that silence that void and that's when you can hear the most and so in life we have these things that drop us out of our minds out of that busyness that hamster wheel that i must keep going i must do this there's that to do there's that to perform and it's all automatic boom 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 and that's just the mind and the mind we need the mind but the heart is where this voice is which is free of the programs and is your your voice get to a certain moment where you start to think what is a really important isn't it yeah and now, I guess, you know, bringing it back to where we are in the situation now, you know, there's a lot of people facing different loads of different new things that they haven't faced before. So how do you think, you know, sort of people can respond to it in a better way? You go back to you. So we're talking about new, you know, the new responses. If you step out of your house and into the, the fear-based chaos that's around you you can pick up on it very easily women can as well really receptive to other people's energy you know that if you walk into a room where a quarrel has happened but you weren't there you can feel it when you sense mm-hmm. it that's the woman's senses so it's the same thing with this whole thing going on in the in the world you tap into it it will it increases anxiety fear chaos inside you so for you it's literally to pull the plug on it and you step into you um body work is a lovely thing to do feeling touching your body because what it does it centers you inside of you when we get stressed it's almost like we spin outside of ourselves we're getting caught in that chaos around us so if you can bring yourself back to yourself you can visualize roots coming out of your feet but whatever all these things ground you in you your answers are inside you not out there so the more we try and search exterior the more we're tapping into the other people's energy this is not good or bad it's not about that but in order to you for you to find your own answers you have to tap into you which means you step back and you step into you so feel you breathe it's reminding you of you if you feel a strong emotion hold yourself while you feel it what you're doing then is still grounding it rather than if you feel anxious and then you watch the news and then you hear a neighbor talk about xyz you're going further and further away from yourself and you're getting caught more and more in the chaos you know the truth because you feel it you feel more and more anxious the further you feed yourself out out away from yourself your anxiety will get higher and higher and higher if you come back to yourself and you think okay i'm feeling anxious right now i'm just going to hold myself while i feel it it doesn't make it bigger it just holds it and you can actually disperse it it's so it's so so true but i mean we quite often hear this whole thing of if you're looking just after yourself then you're being selfish so what Mm. i'm hearing from you it's actually so fundamentally important that you actually look after yourself absolutely and there's a twofold thing with that um regarding the self-care the self-love i witnessed my mum sacrifice the whole of her life and so at her end i saw somebody who half lived she didn't do a thing for herself so i saw and witnessed it so that's the first thing yeah the second thing is myself as the work that i do i work with other people i know The more I've worked on myself, the more I have cared for myself, the more I can give to others. I can work far deeper with other people and I have far more of a ripple effect by me actually enjoying and bringing joy into my own life because the pebble that you put into the water, you spread out. It's like when you drop a pebble in a pond and you see those ripples, my Mm -hmm. ripple effect has changed. So it's not just the people I work with, it's just being around me. So that's the whole point of self-love. You have boundaries, you can do a massive yes because you will wholeheartedly 
you will be supporting that person. You can do a really healthy no because you know that they need to learn. They need to fall. People have to fall. It's like kids when they're learning to walk, they learn by falling. And it's exactly the same with us. If we have people propping us up, which hands on heart, because I didn't have the boundaries in before, I was propping up a lot of people. Mm. But I saw from my mum, a prop ends up broken. What is the small step that any woman can do, I guess, to, to not feel that guilt for one, um, but slowly kind of move towards the direction of not feeling bad about looking after yourself? Yeah the first thing I'd ask you to do is actually feel it you know the feel the guilt so I'd like you to go into your wardrobe or go into your jewelry box and find something that you've never worn because in that not touching it there's a guilt so I want you to hold it and sit and hold it and feel that ball you know what does it feel like where is it if it's in the pit of your stomach or if it's in your heart I'm going to ask you to hold it because the more we try and run from from something the more it has hold on us so we're trying to avoid the guilt we don't want to feel the guilt just hold space for it 10 minutes hold space for it sit with it in that sitting with it you start to soften it so rather than something you're trying to run away from I don't want to feel that guilt but I'm I know I must do something for myself but it feels so awful you know you're dancing with it don't dance with it stop sit with it and allow it that's the first thing then the step after that would be whatever it is that you haven't worn or you haven't got out your jewelry box then put it on that's just one step we get caught up with the hair and the tortoise so we so want to be here yeah so i want to be bathing in self-love but it can feel too far away from you it can feel too distant too big i can't do that i've got responsibilities I'm a mum. I've got all these roles to do. I'm self-employed. I've got all, you know, and it will feel, oh no, I can't, I can't. I'll leave it over there. But if you do the tortoise of a step and then the next step will be yours. So each day just do one small step. That's how you achieve things. It's too overwhelming if we go all the way. How many times have we been burnt out? How many times have we been so low? We're on the floor breaking our hearts because we can't take any more and we can't even function. That's the results of not self-love. And you are well and truly, Sally, a wise woman. So tell us a little bit more about the Wise Woman Guide. Tell us in depth. I know you're launching the website and the work is about to start. So tell me more. Yeah, it's all this thing about closing your eyes and going within the wise woman guide is about you finding your own inner guide and from that place you make your own decisions but in your home and in your family you can cultivate pure love and the way you can do this is listen to this wise woman within so my work whoever comes to me they're taking on the responsibility of okay i want to be responsible for my own life i want to live i want to breathe I want to live. I want to see the sun outside my window. I want to feel alive. I want my children to see someone that is alive and they will then uh, recreate that. That's what you're taking on and you listen within. And when you work with me, I support you in continue to listen because as you listen, you're going to be encouraged to peel off layers. These layers are the things that restrict you, that hold you back. Those programs that you've taken on and said, okay, this is how life is. This is how woman is. This is what I'm meant to do. All those automatic programs will be eased, released in the processes that I use with people to support them to release it. So you can step more and more and more into this inner world. I will work with you on any of these restrictions that hold you back, that keep you in a box. And the time is now. Well said, well said. And tell us where we can find you, Sally, and get more information. How people can get in touch with you as well yeah well my new website is www.wisewomanguide.co.uk i'm also on instagram and facebook so you'll find me as on facebook i'm sally ann saint on instagram i'm sally.saint1972 you'll find me you'll find my work i encourage people to lean in we either run away from our emotions, like we were just talking about guilt. We keep running from it and it's with us. It will weave in our lives for the rest of our lives if we run from it because we're running from our shadows and our shadows are attached to us. So you can either run or you can walk. And in the slowing down, you allow yourself to feel it. But it also means you're free. It means you live authentically and you fully live. You fully live. Wonderful. Oh, so amazing. So it's to become a wise woman that you already are love exactly. that that kind of exactly. sums it up perfectly for us sally thank you so much for 
joining me today in your perfect makeup and your perfect hair. I loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. And I'm sure we'll chat again very soon. Yeah, many blessings. Thank you for having me. Oh, Sally, thank you so much. You made me giggle. Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed it as well. Now it's time for another short break. Give you time to top up those drinks and sit down comfortably for another chapter from Marie Rowe. Life Stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Rowe. A few weeks after Sunset Hour was established at Eos Club, Vasily had to return to Athens and his real job, working as an architectural draftsman. It was also time for me to get a paying job, and I was offered a position in the kitchen of a popular restaurant in the harbour. My main job was peeling potatoes for a few drachma, but I had to be hidden away in the kitchen just like Cinderella because I didn't have a working visa. Yorgos and Maria, the couple who owned the restaurant, were in their 50s and a really nice couple. 
And they also owned a small six-bedroom pension. Maria said that I could have a room there for free if I was willing to keep the pension clean, which included the communal shower. So I went from being a DJ to kitchen help and chambermaid. Two jobs that were certainly a little more essential than choosing music in a nightclub. Although that was fun and this was hard work. Maria insisted on cleaning the two toilets at the top of the entrance stairs, for which I was very grateful. Because the sewage system on the island wasn't the greatest, especially during the busy season, the toilets in the pension would often back up and overflow. There were notices in English on the doors of the toilets that read in big block letters, Please keep closed at all times! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. In the couple of weeks I spent there, I hadn't experienced anything too nasty, apart from the smell, of course. That changed when I returned from the beach one day to be met by overflow from the toilets. Someone had forgotten to close the toilet doors. I ran over to the restaurant and told Maria as best I could, since she didn't speak much English and my Greek wasn't great. However, I did know the word for S-H-I-T. It was skatar. As soon as she heard that, she grabbed a bucket of water and a mop, and I asked her if she had any rubber gloves I could have. Yeti, she asked. Why? I said, so that I could help you. You know, I can clean up with you before the tourists come back from the beach. Okay, okay, no, no, she responded. She indicated it wasn't for me to do, that it was her work. Before she could say anything else, I grabbed a pair of rubber gloves and a rag I saw on the sink, and I followed her to the pension. As we worked side by side, cleaning the excrement from each step, leading from the toilets to the front door, Marie continued to chastise me for helping her, insisting that it wasn't work I should be doing. But I was no better than she was. We were the same. Why shouldn't I help her? Obviously, it wasn't the most pleasant of cleaning tasks, but needed to be done. I just couldn't let her do it on her own. From then on, Maria never stopped thanking me, making special dishes at the restaurant and loading me up with desserts. When I told her that I would be leaving Eos and going to Israel, she was disappointed, but said that I would always be welcome at their home in Athens whenever I wanted to visit. I'd bought my plane ticket to Tel Aviv when I'd first arrived in Athens, so Chris, my friend from Coventry, who was having her own adventures in Eos, thankfully minus the skatar, knew that I was going to Israel for three weeks. We'd arranged to meet in Athens at the American Express office on the day I was due to return from Israel, and then we'd make our way back to England. Before getting the plane to Tel Aviv, I went to the American Express office to pick up my mail. I'd sent the post-restant address to my relatives and friends, as well as the military lawyer in Germany. There was a letter from him asking me to report to his office in Stuttgart no later than the 20th of September, which was six weeks away. So the timing should work out okay. There were also beautiful cards and letters from Dave with the good news that he was no longer under suspicion for killing his friend, Billy Sutton, and that there was a lot more evidence against Carter. Yay! I was so glad to hear that. When I was in Eos, I'd met a girl from Manchester, Lisa, who'd been an au pair in Tel Aviv, to a widowed doctor, a GP, 
and his two daughters aged 10 and 12. She said that the girls were very interested in Shakespeare and their father was looking for someone to help them interpret the language. Maybe you could do that. Hmm. Sounds interesting, I said. Because my flight to Tel Aviv was arriving in the early evening, I'd intended to stay there overnight and explore the city the next day before taking the bus to Acre, where Eddie's family lived. That was the Palestinian guy I met in Stuttgart and his family who lived in Acre. Lisa wrote to the widow doctor, told him about me, when I would be arriving in Tel Aviv, and asked if I could stay with the family overnight. It was a bit presumptuous, I thought, but she gave me his address and said, he won't mind, he's really nice. I arrived at the doctor's house, and a fairly nice-looking man in his late forties, wearing dark-rimmed glasses, answered the door. You must be Marie, he said. I suppose my backpack gave me away. He invited me in and gave me tea. He asked about Lisa and how she was doing, and then wanted to know about me, and especially my drama experience. He then explained his daughter's fondness for Shakespeare, and that he wanted a tutor for them. Would I consider doing this? I would live in and I'd get a good salary, he said. Without giving me a chance to even consider it, he called his daughters in to meet me. The two young girls spoke very good English, were very sweet, as they told me of their love for Shakespeare's language and the plays that were their favourites. They were thrilled when I told them I only lived a few miles away from Stratford-upon-Avon, the bard's birthplace. The girls then had to rush off, but before leaving said that they were so excited that I was going to be their tutor. Hang on a minute, I thought. Now, who was being presumptuous here? The doctor saw the confused look on my face. Oh, we'll talk about it later, he said. Perhaps first you would like a shower and make yourself comfortable. I thought that was a good idea. The weather was hot and humid and I felt very sweaty from travelling. I'm sure I didn't smell that good either. He showed me where the shower was, gave me a towel and closed the door. Oh, it felt so good to stand under a warm shower for a change. The showers in Eos usually ran cold. And that's exactly how my blood felt when I turned around and saw the widow doctor standing there. What the hell are you doing here? I said. Oh, I wanted to make sure you had everything you needed. Can you please leave? I yelled at him. Realising that my clean clothes were in my backpack, I added, and I need my backpack. He left, and I quickly got out of the shower and wrapped myself in the towel. He reappeared with the pack and placed it on the floor. Let me know if you need anything else, he said, grinning as he left. Hmm, it might have been a joke to him, but this was the biggest red flag I needed to get me out of there. It was almost deja vu. I was back with Dr. Bond. Remember that creep from Switzerland? As I got dressed, I was formulating a plan of action. It was now around 9pm and getting dark. According to the map, the youth hostel wasn't too far away and I had enough Israeli money to get a taxi. I headed for the front door with my pack and bag and almost made it out the door when the widower appeared. I didn't mean any harm and I'm a doctor, he said, as if that made it okay. I just shook my head in disgust and walked out the door. Please stay, he implored. 
I wish I had, when I saw how disgusting the hostel was. It was filthy and packed to the rafters. There were single bunk beds with two people in them, men and women, and I had to share a mattress on the floor with a young Scandinavian guy. He was actually really sweet and very respectful, but I couldn't relax and I didn't sleep a wink all night. It didn't help either that a couple in a top bunk were having sex most of the night. Then I was itching like crazy from bed bugs. I found out later. Oh, it was a miserable experience. I couldn't wait to get out of there and decided to go straight to Acre by bus instead of staying around in Tel Aviv. The next time you'll hear about the humanity and kindness of sworn enemies in Acre. I hope you keep listening. Bye. Incredible life stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Rowe. That's it from us here at Sophia Style Radio. Thank you for listening to us. And we hope that you enjoyed the show. And it will be absolutely amazing if you can join us again next Friday at 12. Straight after this, you still have all of the amazing original female artists as we have our music playing 24-7. So carry on listening to us if you like. And I want to thank all of my guests today as well. I want to thank Kelly the Poet for amazing positive rhymes but also telling us all of her story of starting out as well and Sally the wise woman within chat was just just amazing so thank you for that and Marie your chapter as always had us hanging on and we cannot wait for the next one I am sure. If you have missed any of our shows this week you can find all of the shows on our podcast and that's on anchor.fm forward slash Sophia Style Radio or you can always download our app and catch us on a Spotify on podcast as well. Follow us on Facebook, you can check out our latest schedule and stay updated with all of the news on our Facebook page. Just search Sophia Style Radio. On the next week's show, we are having a very honest conversation about alcohol and all of the effects that it has on our lives. I want to thank you again for listening. Enjoy the rest of the day. And I will be here again next Friday at 12. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 